Welcome to the 9 to 5 Wellness Podcast, a show about corporate wellness solutions with innovators and forward-thinking leaders who are at the forefront of the workplace wellness movement. I'm your host, Aisha Tahir. Hello, everyone. Have you ever thought of traveling with a purpose? Well, that's exactly what we are going to learn about today with our guest. So let me welcome Sonia Cruz Oro here. She is a transformational travel coach, and I'm just so excited to have her here with us. Hi, the pleasure is mine. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us, Sonia. I am curious about your journey. Like, what was the inspiration behind starting Travel Awakens? Okay, so my background is not in travel. My background is in corporate IT. So many people, when I explain, uh, you know, the story, they are surprised about this difference. But actually, I explain it that I was my first client when I was working in the corporate and, you know, going up the ladder and trying to get promotions after promotions. Actually, I even changed countries. I'm originally from Spain, but I live in Ireland because of a promotion. So I arrived at a point of my career that I didn't want to go in this direction anymore, but I didn't know what to do with my life. So I turned into my passion. I embraced my passion for travel. My two passions always have been travel and personal development. I also study psychology and, you know, I love coaching and all that is about mindset. So I started traveling and I invested uh, one year. I did uh, 15 trips to 11 countries in that 12 months and I changed my life as a result. So at that point, I realized this was my calling. And uh, since then, I got certified in travel coaching and I created Travel Awakens. Wonderful. Wow. 15 countries in uh, 12 months? Uh, 11 countries in 12 months. Yeah, but 15 trips overall. 15 trips overall. I'm just curious. Name some of the top countries, your favorite countries that you visited. Well, all around Europe. And I also visited the US, of course. I went to Egypt. I went to Dubai. Many fun. I could not pick one. You know, everyone was different. But uh, yes, I checked different countries that I never visited before. So I really enjoyed. And for the first time, I was feeling I was living my life. And that was uh, part of that, the transformation I, I got from it personally and professionally as well. Wonderful. So um, for our listeners and my audience, what is transformational travel? How would you define it? Mm -hmm. So it's important that the person is traveling with the intention it's very important that the intention here when you are um, embarking on a transformational trip to make a positive change in your life. And of course, we are talking about lasting change. Otherwise, it would be temporary, right? And for example, if a person, you know, in, in their daily life, they feel uh, burned out at work, right? And they want to take a trip and they want to go on a wellness trip or they want to, you know, uh, have a weekend away and enjoy spa and that would be fantastic and relaxing but if they go back home and they don't change anything sooner than later they're going to be in this state of burning out again right because they they have been falling back to the old habits patterns so transformational travel is using this platform the the catalyst um, travel is a powerful catalyst for change using it with intention and also bringing back the benefits and the insights back home 
is it based actually in the concept of the hero's journey? I don't know if you heard about the hero's journey, but it's used uh, in many movies and books um, and well-researched for by Professor Joseph Campbell as well. So is this hero that leaves home, leaves the, the known, the familiarity, to embark in this adventure in the unknown and is going to overcome, you know, obstacles and enemies and also is going to make allies and friends. But after all, it's going to go back home, changed, transformed, and it's going to share the, you know, the, the gifts and all the benefits with their friends and family. So this is uh, the base. Travel travel is based in this concept because it's really proved how people change as a result of adventure experiences like travel. So how can people get ready for a journey of self-discovery and personal growth? Yeah. So the first thing I always recommend, because many people start with the destination, right? And where are they going to go? And they start asking friends or family, you know, where they enjoyed or researching online. Nowadays, we have all the information very accessible, but not a journey is going to be the same. Your personal journey is not the same. You cannot compare with anybody else. So the most important thing is that you start with the why, not with the where, but with the why. Okay, so why do you want to travel? Is there any change that you are seeking? Is there anything you want to, you know, have that you don't have? Or you are, you know, trying to get some distance for something, what it is. And also don't stay in the superficial aspect of travel because it's very typical that uh, people say the first thing that comes to their mind, you know, I need uh, time for myself. Yes, but why you need time for yourself? And then you start asking why several times until you arrive to the to the real reason, the root cause. It's like the, the why, the reason behind the reason, right? So start there. And then don't stop, you know, don't, don't stay in the superficial aspect of travel, but go deeper and actually really, you know, get yourself immersed in the experience. Because I always say that the, the experience must move you. If the experience does not move you, it's not going to change you. If you just travel and, you know, get, you know, see everything behind the camera and observe like a spectator, it's not going to transform you. You have to be part of it. You have to engage with the community, talk to local people, actually do a good research before traveling because you have to understand what you are going to see. Otherwise, it's not going to move you, right? So do this research before, previously, not only physically or intellectually, but also emotionally, spiritually, you know, it's a holistic preparation. And after, after the experience, just because you go back home, it does not mean it's the end of the journey. You have also to implement, incorporate, taking in the, in the body, incorporate. Yeah? So it's bringing back these benefits and insights that uh, you have uh, realized, what you have realized about yourself, about others, about the world, and how you can implement this to your life. So making sure you don't go back to status quo. Yeah, that you have to, when you come back, now don't go on to the old patterns, right? Don't start following the patterns again. And uh, you have to incorporate those uh, positive changes that you experienced during travel. If somebody had this intention of getting better or you know, chasing 
wellness, as I say, because a lot of people are feeling burnt out, as you know, after COVID and then going back to work and just adapting to the new normal. And a lot of my clients do come to me for wellness solutions. So if somebody's looking for travel as a wellness solution, what kind of wellness activities would you recommend during travel? Mm. Yeah, this is something that uh, we discuss in the coaching sessions because what I do with uh, my clients is I prepare them before the experience with coaching sessions mm-hmm. and we deep uh, into the reasons, right? So we start with why. So this would be very, uh, you know, generic. I cannot uh, say a reason that, um, you know, would satisfy everyone. We need to look at the real reasons. But it's true that everybody nowadays, we are very connected uh, with technology, but we are very disconnected from from ourselves, from who we are and what we want. So using travel as a way to reconnect and remember who we are, because sometimes we lose ourselves, especially when we are at crossroads at life, you know, maybe uh, in, in some life transition or even career transition that we don't know what's next. So taking time for yourself and not overwhelming, uh, you know, the Sometimes we put a list of things we want to check, you know, our checklist, and we put uh, the diary, lots of things we want to see. So depending on what you're looking for, this would not be the best advice. And always is good to dedicate time to connect with nature and being, you know, outdoors and spend time in nature and being mindful when you are there, not in our head, but in our body. Time to slow down right? And and really be in the moment, being present in the moment. So I think all this is already very healing. But when you combine it, uh, you know, with travel, with with this, you know, outside of your comfort zone, it's even more powerful because you are not in the program, in the automatic autopilot that you are in your familiar environment, in your routine. So it's much more powerful and also easier to be present when you are away from home. Yeah, yeah, that you have the ability to disconnect. And then nature is just so therapeutic. I just love spending time in nature and that can really relax and calm us. If um, I'm, I know that I'm a very spontaneous kind of traveler. I try not to plan a lot. Like there are a couple of things on the itinerary that I would like to definitely, you know, put on a famous place I want to see or a famous site. But mostly my plan is open. What do you think about that? Like, should people be planning their trip like should every day or every hour be planned because I know a friend she plans almost every hour of her travel and I feel like you know I would be stressed out if I was doing that <laughs> yeah so, no I, 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 on that there is there is no right or wrong okay so everybody will will know the why and what they are looking after looking for traveling this experience that they are planning But it's true that the key is in the balance, yeah? So if you don't plan anything at all, if this is what you want, it's fine, but you maybe find yourself spending time of the precious time that you are in your vacations trying to, you know, find uh, something to do or, you know, uh, accommodations. So there is something that you can do in advance so you don't need to spend time and you can really enjoy and be present. So it's true that the the, the things that you plan, then you can just relax and, and 
trusted that all this is looked after, yeah? But the other side is also true. So if you plan too much, you don't leave space for serendipities or things that can happen, coincidences that happen. This is the beauty of travel. Sometimes we meet people and, you know, our plans change. So it needs to be a little bit of flexibility as well. So the way you say it, you know, that it is one thing I want to do this day and the other things are going to just trust and let go and, and see what happens. So making a list of, you know, things that you want to do for sure. And you make sure that you don't uh, go back home without uh, having done these things or seeing these things. But the rest of the time, you just can be present and let travel guide you to the next step. So I like to immerse myself in the culture in the new culture that I'm visiting, like the culture of the country. I like to learn how to cook one of their famous dishes, or I want to go to a local spot to eat. And what happens mostly is I end up being at the tourist spots um, mm -hmm. because they're the most famous ones. So I look up, Google something, and it would be, you know, in the middle of the most crowded street. So any, you know, suggestions for how to find those local spots where you can immerse yourself into the culture? Yeah, well, the best recommendation I can tell you is to speak with local people because they know the local places. And uh, sometimes when we do that, we tend to ask, what do you recommend? Right. And this is not the best question necessarily, because when you ask a local person, what do you recommend me to go for dinner or to go to listen to music or you know, whatever you want to do, the person first is going to try to, you know, keep the level up. It feels like they are the, the ambassador of the country or their city. So they're going to say, okay, let me think. She's a tourist. So what she must like, you know, and what they can recommend her that she's happy and she does not come back to me and say, oh my God, where, where did you send me? Right. So they want to satisfy you if you say that. So if you want to make sure, because then maybe they send you to things that are not uh, necessarily the most local, but are the most uh, well-known and touristic, right? So you want to make sure that you go to the local places. The best way to ask a local person is, where do you go? Right? Instead of what do you recommend me is, where do you go? Where do you go for dinner? You know, where do you bring your family or your friends when they visit you to go for dinner? Or where did you go Saturday night uh, to listen to music or to dance? where do you go? When you ask this question, the person does not feel any pressure, you know, to keep any level. You're not going to go back to tell them, hey, I didn't like that because you just ask, where do you go? So it's very easy. They just tell you, look, I usually go there. I don't know if you will like it, but I will go there. So if this person, this local person goes to this place, chances are more local people will go to this place. So here you are. You just discover the local you know, secret uh, gems, hidden gems of the place. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Just, you know, asking a local person. And um, what if it's a country where, you know, the language is not English, like it's a non-English speaking country? Mm -hmm. What do you recommend then? No, look, nowadays there are many ways to, you know, speak with people and translation, as you said, but especially you know, in places that uh, if you go to a uh, accommodation, hotel, uh, restaurants, these are the people who are more used to tourists or who are more used to foreign people, and chances are they will speak English. So I would start there, you know, to, to the places that are, yeah, waiters or 
receptionist of the hotel or, you know, on otherwise using technology and using the tools that we have to translate. I try to learn some words of the other language too, even if it's just saying hello, thank you, sorry, <laughs> or you know, just common words too. I've tried that and that that's good. That actually increases. That's a very well good practice. Yeah. And it, it shows respect and that you are interested. And it's likely that people will open their doors and they will be more likely to help if they see you are making the effort to at least learn these basic words. So, yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah. So tell us more about your business. You know, are there any events coming up? You know, what, what we'd just love to hear more about uh, your business here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as a travel coach, what I do, well, I explain already what is transformational travel. So I basically support people who are at crossroads at life, wanted to step away from the routine and the daily, you know, noise to find these answers within themselves. Sometimes it's finding clarity, sometimes it's healing. The reasons are very different. But I help them with coaching uh, online, right, uh, before the experience. During the experience as well, sometimes when there are long trips, for example, if I have clients doing sabbaticals or career breaks, you know, that maybe they hire me for one year. So we prepare before, we do the, uh, the coaching sessions also during the experience to check and make sure they are on track with uh, their goals. And then we meet after for the incorporation of the benefits and making sure they don't go back to status quo. But I also organize trips and retreats or pilgrimages, like the one that is coming now in October, where I do the same system, right? So I prepare the people before, but in this case, it's group, yeah? So in coaching, I do one-to-one with the pilgrimages and retreats, I do this coaching in group. So I do online the preparation before. Then I travel with them, right? The difference with the coaching is I don't travel with my client that they are doing, you know, relocation or sabbatical, but I travel with the people who are joining my retreats and my trips. And I prepare them before. I am there with them during that week. Usually it's a long, week-long trip. And then I do the coaching online again after, right? So, yes, the upcoming event that I have is a, a pilgrimage uh, to Camino de Santiago. We call it Wellness Camino because this is what it is. So we make sure the people get crystal clear about the intentions and what they want out of this experience before. And we prepare mind, soul and body for the experience so they can get this transformation that they are seeking, whatever this means for them. And also after we will connect for the um, you know, learnings and insights back home. But this, I don't know if you ever done the Camino before or you heard, heard about it, but it's, uh, well, St. James Way in northwest of Spain. And we are going to do the uh, Portuguese Camino, which is the one that goes uh, in the coast uh, from uh, Portugal to Santiago. And we will walk the last 100 kilometers. So it's uh, five days um, walk, but it's a seven, seven days uh, pilgrimage. So there is physical activity involved. So you're immersing all the senses, right? Now you're practically there. I I just love that. And that's such a huge part of just wellness in general. And now you combine it with a new experience. That's even better. I never thought of travel transformational coaching as a group activity till you just mentioned this. So when you coach, Every person can have a different intention 
but then you guys come together and work towards your own goals and still be part of the community. Is that how it works? Yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, you know, when I give uh, the content or I uh, ask uh, the, the powerful questions for them to reflect about it, everybody will journal. So this is what is part of it is journaling. And it's not always writing. Most, most of the people use the, you know, a book, a pen and paper, but uh, you can also journal with audio, you know, you can journal with video, you can journal with, uh, you know, pictures, drawing. This is very personal, but it's about documenting the, the, the story, documenting what has happened. Because if uh, you are not going to go back home the same way that you left home. So it's important to, you know, note every step and all these changes that have happened. Especially when we are back home, we can look back and note these things and then do the plan of action. So definitely everybody is in their own journey. But the thing is, we are on the same page. Everybody is there because they want to make a positive change in their mind, in, in their life. And they want, they are ready to invest in themselves. And, you know, they, you know, they don't want to travel maybe on their own necessarily. They want to do it part of a, a community. And community is a, is a good, uh, important part also of the transformation when you are with like-minded people. And as you said, walking, you know, when you walk, you get out of your head and you are more in the body, which is what we are trying to do here. Uh, be mindful, slow travel and uh, powerful conversations. Yeah, when we are we are clear about what we are looking for and then the signs and the, you know, serendipities are more visible to us when we are out of our head and we are present. I'm thinking of all the powerful connections you'll make with the people around you. I'm curious now, like how big is the group? Like what's the average size of the group for a retreat like that? Yeah, it can be minimum eight people and maximum 14, 15 people. This is, I want to keep it small because uh, it's important to go deep, right? And with everyone. So sometimes also with some, you know, people will include some one-to-one sessions as well uh, with coaching. So I do the group sessions, but then if somebody wants, also they can get, uh, you know, personalized sessions. Um, This is optional on top of that but uh, yeah it's important that they have time time for everybody Sonia if somebody wants to work with you um, and you know wants to uh, get on their journey of self-discovery and personal growth through travel where can they find you the best way to to find me is on my website travelawakens.com but I am also on social media I'm on Instagram Facebook LinkedIn Sonia Cruz Oro just yeah, send me a message. Um, I would love, uh, you know, to, to chat with you and see if I can help. That's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. I learned so much about transformational travel coaching and how actually we can use travel, which a lot of us do, right, on a yearly basis. We we go on vacations at least once or twice a year and how we can use that as a tool for um, incorporating wellness and connecting with our inner self and getting more clarity on our goals and where we want to go in future. So thank you so much for all the info you shared with us. And thank you, Sonia. If you like this show today, please share it with your friends and family members. And don't forget to subscribe to our show so that you can get fresh episodes every week. 